I'm, I'm, I'm titling this series, It's Time, because it's time, y'all. It's time. So I want you to turn to your neighbor real quick and just say, it's time. Okay, and then turn to the person you ignored the first time and, and say, it was time for you a long time ago, right? It was, you, you should have done it a long time ago. It's time. It's time. All right. Well, we, we, drove, we went to San Antonio this Christmas for our Christmas vacation, and we came back on Thursday, and, and I don't know if you're like me, but I am an impatient driver. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all, the left lane is for passing. And I, I just cannot stand being in the left lane, and I'm supposed to be going faster than everybody else, but I'm going the same speed as the guy next to me because the cars in front of me won't, won't get over. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. That is frustrating to me. I, I just, I, and so I stayed in the left lane the whole time. Come on, let's go. Come on. It's, it's raining, and people just cruising along. 25 cars in the left lane. Get over. Move over to the right side. Um, here in Wichita Falls, um, I know some of you are probably saints, and you don't, you, know, you don't let silly things like traffic bother you. But in Wichita Falls, I know certain uh, stoplights, what the traffic cycle is, and wh- wh- where I need to be in the line in order to make it through the light. And if I'm not close enough, I'm going to look for another way around. I'm gonna, I, even if it takes me longer, I just don't want to sit there and, and do nothing, right? So I, so I will look for another way around. Uh, there's, there's some stoplights on Kell, like Kell and Taft, Kell and Barnett. Early in the morning, it, 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 get up early enough and you'll see it. It'll, be, it'll go green and it'll turn right back red. And you're like, what happened? What, what just happened? You didn't even give me a chance to go. I don't know what, it's possessed or something, right? And it's aggravating, but I think the worst, the worst is when you're at the stoplight. And it's a green light. But the person in front of you is doing this. And, and it's a green light. So what do you do? You, you, you just give them a little, give a little nudge, a little beep beep. Because that's a friendly way. That's the friendly way of just saying, hey, I'm your friend. And my name's Ben. I'm your friend. and I'm not mad. I don't have road rage. But I just, the light's green. So you could, you could, you could go if you'd like. That would be really nice. So just a little beep beep. But in my heart, what I want to do is go, oh, like, but I'm a pastor in town, so I can't get away with that. I can't, it'll end up on social media or the news somewhere, that pastor, da, da, da. And I know, you know, I, I don't really tell people they're number one anymore when I'm driving. I don't, I don't, I don't do, I don't peel the banana at them anymore. That's long gone. But every once in a while, it comes back, right? The, the, the frustration while I'm driving so I, I want to say something to you I want you to listen to me look at me and listen all right if I'm your pastor I want you to know something we love you Annalise and I our family love you like crazy we didn't we didn't move our family here two years ago to just spend a couple years and go on to the next best thing we didn't do that we we sold out to come here and and we love you you are are everything we we are consumed with your spiritual journey can I just tell you that we're consumed with how are you doing spiritually and sometimes sometimes it's a battle for us in our home because sometimes it's almost like we we kind of put it before family sometimes and that's the struggle 
is that as much as we love y'all, we, we got to love each other better, right? But we love you, and we want, we want you to succeed. We're, we're consumed with your spiritual journey. We want you to grow. We want to see you do great things. We want that for you. And in my heart, those of you watching online this morning, in the room, in my heart, I'm going, honk, let's go. But I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm just going to give you a little beep beep. That's all I'm going to do for you today. I'm not, I'm not going to honk at you. I'm just going to give you a beep beep. Are you ready for that? Okay. I, 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 and so you heard Pastor Caleb talk about baptism earlier. Some of you have been, you've been wanting to get baptized for months. And, and, and the first Sunday of every month, we do baptism, and it rolls around every month. And you go, oh, man, I, shucks, I forgot. I guess I'll do it next month. And then the next month rolls around, and you forget. Or you've got something planned. And you go, oh, well, I'll just get it next month. Hey, I'm just, I'm just giving you a little beep beep. Hey, the light is green, and we got everything you need to get baptized today. Why put it off another day? Come on, why put it off? Today's the day. Today is the day. Amen? So... I like, to, I like to say it this way, if, that if, if, you'll, if you'll let me, I want to lead you over these next several weeks as we go through this series. And I want to let these Sunday services be a catalyst for life change. Now, these services alone cannot change your life. I'm not that good of a preacher. I, it, it can't. But what can change your life is when you go through the growth track and you start getting into small groups where you take off the mask and you get real with people. When you start serving and using your gifts to make a difference in the lives of other people, that's when your life really begins to change. But this can be a catalyst for that, all right? So let's let this be a catalyst over these next several weeks to see life change. So what I want to do, if you've got it, say got it. All right, this is a catalyst for life change. What I want to do today is I want to I look at a passage of scripture in Luke and, and this is, uh, we're going to look at it from, we're going to look at it from the message paraphrase, okay? The message is not a translation of scripture. It is a paraphrase of scripture. And what that means is a guy named Eugene Peterson, Bible scholar, he, he kind of translated it into modern day English and it's great to read, but you don't want to study it, okay? It, it's, it's a good reading program, a reading, uh, a reading of the Bible in a modern language. And so he says, um, uh, Luke records it this way, that, that they were the disciples, Jesus, they were going from village to village, and he says it this way, that on the road, someone asked if he could go along, Jesus, I want to go, can I go, Jesus? And, and he says, I'll go with you wherever, and Jesus was curt, that means he's, he's short, he's to the point, he's not messing around, and he says, are you ready to rough it? Because we ain't staying in the best ends, you know. I was born in a manger, right? <laughs> we're not staying in, in the Hiltons and the Marriott's. We're not, we're not staying. We're not, we're not going on a beach vacation here. And so Jesus said to another guy, he said, and let me pause right there and just say that some of us, maybe some of you in the room today, the reason why you're not seeing God's best life for you, you're not seeing, um, you're not seeing the things that God has for your life is because you're looking for the easy way. And if it was easy, you'd already be doing it. But it's not easy. And so Jesus keeps going and he says, Jesus says to another, follow me. Hey, come on, man, follow me. And the guy says, certainly, but first. So in other words, first, Jesus, 
uh, before I follow you, before I do what you ask me to do, before I go all in on this 21 days of prayer and fasting, before I go to the growth track or join small groups, before I do any of that, Jesus, uh, I just need a couple days to go back home and prepare for my father's funeral. And, and you might think, well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, your father dying, that's a pretty big deal. But I, I'm pretty sure he was just going to go back home and in case his father dies while he's away on the trip, they would know what to do with his his father, right? His father wasn't necessarily sick, and Jesus refused. He said, no, that's not the way it works. First things first, your business is life. In other words, Jesus is saying, hey, look, when, when they die, you can't do anything else for them. Are you with me? So what's more important now is life. Your business is life, not death. Life is urgent. Man, we gotta do something so announce God's kingdom. And yet again, another guy comes up to me and he says, hey, I'm ready. I kind of imagine he says it like, you know, he's, he's a hillbilly. I'm ready to follow you, Meister. Wherever you lead me, I will follow. What you feed me, I will swallow. Kind of a, that's my translation of it. But he says, I'll go with you wherever you want me to go. But first, there it is again. He's got another excuse. He says, my excuse is I need to go get things ready at the house. You know, because when I, when I go on long trips, I like to make sure the house is clean and ready and neat for when I get back. <laughs> and Jesus says, no, 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 no. No procrastination. We don't have time for that. No backward looks. First things first, he says. And he goes on, he says, you can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. You can't say, tomorrow I'll give my life. Tomorrow. No, no, no. He says, seize the day. I'm going to sum up this whole passage of Scripture in two words for you today. Beep, beep. <laughs> That's what he said. Beep, beep, let's go, guys. Come on. Let's get with the program. Let's go. So every, every year at New Year's, we sing a song that I think most of us probably don't know what it means. It goes something like this. Um, should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? What the heck is old lang syne, right? It's actually a Scottish poem, and, and it's titled Old Lang Syne, and it really just means days gone by. So as we're coming into a new year, hey, remember the days gone by. In other words, remember what happened in 2020 that we don't want in 2021. Let's leave it in the past. But there are some things that happened in 2020 that we need to bring into 2021. So let's make sure we bring those with us today, all right? So what I want to do is I want to give you three things today, three things that we need to move on from. Maybe it happened in 2020, and we need to just move on from it. Cut the ties Leave it in the past, and then I want to give you four things we need to make sure happens in 2021. All right, you with me? So if you've got your notes, pull those notes out. Let's follow along on the notes or on the screen here. And the first thing is this. We need to move on from old history. Move on from old history. Every one of us have something we got to move on from. we got to get past in our lives. What I love about getting past the past is that when you get past the past, the past is in the past it's 
It's over. It's done. It's, leave it back there. The past is in the past. You know what I'm talking about. You know the old history. I don't know what it is for you, but I'm talking about the divorces, the bankruptcies, the fears, the failures. I'm talking about the addictions. I'm talking about the event. Whatever that event is that happened in the past that has defined you, that you have identified with, that you have let kind of control your life, it's time to move on from it. It's time to scroll up, hit the delete history button, and, and, and wipe, it, wipe it clean. Come on, somebody. It's time to do that. I love what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 43, he says, forget the former things. Hey, forget what happened in 2020. Forget it and don't dwell on it because you know what? If you, you know what happens if you dwell on it? Nothing happens you just get more frustrated. You get more aggravated. Don't dwell on the past. He says, see, I'm doing, I'm doing something new. I'm doing a new thing, right? That's how we say it, new thing. I'm doing a new thing. When is he going to do the new thing? Now. When? Now. Now? Now. He's doing a new thing. It springs up right now. Can't you see it? Don't you perceive it? And I think my job as your pastor is to help you say, help, help you just like, hey, the light's green. Can't you see it? Can't you see it's time that he's making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland for, for you and for me. So we got to move on. we got to move on from it. Move on from old history. Number two, we're going to move on from old habits. Uh, there's just some things in, in the past and in 2020 that we just don't need in our lives anymore. We, we just don't need it anymore. And... We've allowed some things. Maybe, maybe you allowed some addictions. Maybe you've maybe you spent just a ton of time on your phone, and, and you just need to stop. In, in the new year, you need, you need to create some new habits. Maybe it was computers. Maybe it's language. Maybe you've adapted some vocabulary that's just really not Christ-like. It's not good for people or God, right? Maybe you need to change some things. Whatever it is, you know what it is. Um... Let me ask you, what do you do with bad habits? Break them. What do you do with bad habits? You break them. You break them. We, we don't need them in our lives anymore. And I think one of the best ways to break bad habits is through 21 days of prayer and fasting. 21 days of prayer and fasting. You heard Randy's story just a minute ago of what God did through him in 21 days of prayer and fasting. And fasting is a spiritual way to say no to the things that master you. Chances are you have something that's mastering you. It's controlling you. It's an issue. And it's, it's now's the time. The light is green to, to break ties with it, to move on from the old habits. Amen? Now, it's okay to have sweets, right? It's okay to have sweets. But it's not okay for the sweets to have us, to master us. And in the same way, it's okay to have a phone, but it's not okay for, for that phone to master you. It's okay to have social media, but it's not okay for that social media to master you. It's okay, maybe, maybe for you, you say, well, Pastor Ben, it's, it's okay for me to have a drink. And, and the Bible doesn't say that alcohol is a sin. doesn't say that at all. But it's not okay for alcohol to master you. And I love Randy's story of how God, I, I didn't tell him to quit. God laid it on his heart to just lay alcohol down. And see what God has done in his life. Another testimony. Last year during 21 days of prayer. The, the young lady who just sang up here earlier. 
uh, uh, Courtney, last year, God put it on her heart to fast alcohol, to give it up. Wasn't an issue in her life, but through this past year, what she has seen is that she's been able to be there for a sister who was in the middle of addiction, and she couldn't have done it if she had um, uh, that alcohol in her life. She couldn't have had her into her home anymore. She was able to be reconciled with a father that, that the relationship had been strained for years. She was able. She was able to have. Uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas gatherings together with them without alcohol being present anymore. Come on, somebody. Just at the whisper of God saying, hey, you need to just give this up for a little bit. And look what God can do. Can we just give God thanks for that? That just one little thing, one, one little maybe bad habit, and if it's broken, can change not just a family, but a generation. Amen. Told you I'm pumped up. I'm pumped. So 21 days of prayer and fasting is, it's me doing my best to say no to the things of this world so that I can say yes to the things of God. Fasting is not punishing yourself to get God's attention. That would be miserable. It's just saying no to some things. And I'm telling you as your pastor, I'm going to lead you. And I am, I'm fasting, I'm, I'm doing a stricter fast than I have ever done in my life. I've never fasted the way I'm fasting this year. And at some point... I'll tell you what that is, but I don't, I don't feel like I need to tell you that now. But I'm, I'll, I'll share with you at some point. But why am I fasting? Why am I giving it up? Why am I getting radical like that? It's because I'm desperate for God. Like, I need God like never before. I need him like never before. Isaiah 58 says it this way. God says, the kind of fasting I have chosen for you is, is a fast that looses the chains of injustice. And unties the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free. What I really want as you fast is that chains fall off and bondages are broken and people get set free. That yokes are broken in the name of Jesus. That's what, that's what fasting does. Come on, somebody. And I'm ready for it. So if you'll let it, if you'll let these 21 days, if you'll let these 21 days, they will, they'll break bondages in your life. It'll change you in Jesus' name. Number three, the third thing we need to move on from is some old hurts. Oh, man, old hurts. We've all experienced wounds. Every one of us have somebody who's hurt us, somebody who did us wrong, somebody who said something, did something. We have some wounds. We have some hurts. But the problem is that some of you are carrying those hurts and those wounds. And you put it on every morning. Like, like I got ready this morning, I put on this jacket. I don't wear a sports coat any other day of the week, ever. Sunday's my day. I just like to church it up a little bit, I guess. But in the same way that I put this jacket on, some of you, every morning, you go to the drawer, and you get out that hurt, and you just put it on, and you, you make sure that everybody else knows that you're hurt. We need to move on from it. I've been hurt. I've experienced some hurts and some wounds in 2020, and maybe you think, well, what are you going to do about it, Pastor Ben? You've got to do something about it. What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm not going to do anything. Because the eggs are scrambled. The past is in the past. I can't go back and change what happened then. I can't do that. And guess what? I don't have to. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul says, if you are in Christ, you're a new creation. 
You don't have to go back and change anything because the old has gone. The new is here. And all this from God, all of this is from God who reconciled us. He canceled your debt. He counted your balance as zero. You don't owe anything for your sin anymore. It's reconciled through Christ Jesus. That's good news right there. That's good news. So here's what I want to leave you with on this, what we need to move on from, the the hurts, the habits, the history, the hang-ups, whatever that is. Let, Let me leave you with this. I can't start the next chapter if I keep rereading the last one. I can't go forward. I can't move to what God has for me if I just keep talking about everything that bad, everything bad that happened in my life. I just can't do it. I can't start fresh when I keep rehearsing the old. All right? So what we're going to do today is we're going to make a change. It's time. Everybody say, it's time to make a change. We're going to make that change. All right. Matthew chapter 4. If you're reading in the one-year Bible, which if you don't know what that is, you can download the Bible app, version, and there's a Bible plan on there, the Bible in one year, or the one-year Bible. It's got a little blue sky with a green field, or you can message me, not on, I guess I still get Facebook Messenger. I'm fasting Facebook, but I still get messages. Message me, and I will I will invite you to the plan, but this was... Part of our reading was just before this, this morning, in Matthew chapter 4. And and Jesus was just tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And he's coming out of that temptation into his ministry role, all right? And he says, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach. And his message to people was, repent, you dirty, rotten sinners. You better turn or burn. Glory to God. No, he he didn't do that. But when we read the word repent, we often read it that way. We read it as if somebody's standing up here shouting us down, telling us how bad and how evil we are. Repent is actually one of the most positive words in all of the Bible. It's not a bad word at all. Jesus is saying repent. The Greek word is meteneo. And it means to change your thinking, to change your attitude, to go a different direction. Jesus is saying, hey, you were going this way, but now I need you to turn and I need you to come back this way. Just turn your, turn, not turn or burn, right? But turn, turn around. Go a different direction. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. And the problem with many of us is that we're the king of our own kingdom. We're not in the kingdom of heaven. We're sitting on the throne of our own life. We're in charge. We're in control. We're calling the shots. We're doing what we want to do. And Jesus says, no, 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 you can't do it that way. You've got to repent and let me be the kingdom, king of your kingdom. Let me be the king of your heart because, hey, it's here. It's here. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's closer than you think it is. And can I just tell you, it's not as hard as you think it is. It's not as hard as you think it is. And so we're going to change some things about this year. I'm, I'm, I'm saying to you today, beep, beep, hey, let's change some things about this year. So I want to show you four things we got, it's time to do. Four things it's time to do in 2021. Number one, and you notes, write it down, it's time to get closer to God. And no more, no more patty cake Christianity, right? When I was growing up, my, my pastor, he would say, uh, if if, if we were in a church service and people kind of gave like a golf clap. Oh, that was nice. 
great song. He'd say, I don't want your patty cake praise. <laughs> Let's give God the best praise, right? Listen, it's time to quit playing some games. Get, get off Farmville at the red light. Come on. Get, get off Parlay or Facebook, Twitter, whatever you're on, and let's, let's go. Let's get closer to God. And I'm telling you that I've never been as close to God as I am right now. And at the same time, I've never needed him more than I need him right now. I'm desperate for him. I need God. I need him like never before. And I know this message may be a little confrontational for some of you. You might be here for the first time and you're thinking, man, is is he always this in your face and kind of radical like this? And I just need you to look at me because the light is green. That's why I'm giving you the beep beep, right? Let's go. Come on. James chapter 4. This is the brother of Jesus talking. He says, hey, come close to God. I wrote a song years ago. I used to enjoy writing songs and and when I was a worship leader come close to me come close to me rain down your presence here in me and God says come close to God and God will come close to you he'll come close to you wash your hands you filthy sinners I cannot believe you're doing those things he doesn't say that he says wash your hands hey we all sin come on Wash your hands, get clean, purify your hearts. Why? Because your loyalty is divided. You're trying to serve God and the world. And James says, you can't do that. And so what I'm saying for us over these next 21 days is, not us, our loyalty is not going to be divided. We're focused on God. We're going to get close to God over these next 21 days. And so if if I want something... If I want something that I've never had, I'm going to have to do something that I've never done. If I want something I've never had, I'm going to have to do something that I've never done. And I would just ask you today, maybe you think I'm a little radical, but I would say, how's it working for you? How's life been going for you? Because if what you've been doing isn't working, you're going to have to try something else. If what you've been doing hasn't gotten you closer to God, you're going to have to try something else. And it takes being radical to do that sometimes. So let's, let's be radical. And I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what you're fasting, what you're going to give up. But do it. Go all in. And, and for some of you, for, for some of you online today, I, I don't want you to misunderstand my heart here. Because I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. But the truth is, there's this is a lot of church today. Um, the, the average church attendance in America is 1.6 times a month. About 19 times a year, people on the average will go to church. Hey, we don't even go to church every week anymore. What would happen if you were in the doors 52 Sundays a year? Can I just say your life would be changed? Your life would be changed, radically changed if, if you went all in starting today. What would happen if you showed up for 21 days of prayer and fasting? What would happen? It would change your life. It would make a difference in you. Number two, it's time, 2021, it's time for us to get honest with a, it's not on there, but it's supposed to say a friend. Get honest with a friend. Let's get honest with somebody. Let's Let's tell somebody what's going on in our lives because we'll always be as sick as our secrets. Let's tell somebody what's going on. 
And we all have something. We all have something that we, we need to get off our chest, that we need to tell somebody. And you can't do it by yourself. And I, this might surprise you, but you can't even do it with just you and God. You need somebody else. The way he created us was for relationship. You and God, absolutely, is gonna, you're going to get to heaven. But your life on earth might feel like hell on earth if you don't have somebody that you can pour out what's going on to. You, you can tell them what's going on. Come on, somebody. Now, I try, I try to go to the gym about three times a week. Keyword, key try, okay? But, but the reality is I don't really like going to the gym. I don't have a plan when I go to the gym. I'm not trying to get ripped or swole. All right, I'm just not trying to do that. What my goal is is to be able to eat what I want to eat. Come on. And that's not a good plan, I know. It's not good, but when I go, I'm there. So, so here's, here's the thing. I can talk myself out of going to the gym any day. It's not hard. But if I know somebody's meeting me there, if I know somebody's going to be counting on me to show up, guess where I'm going to be? The gym. I'm going to be there. And this is why we do small groups. It's why we're a church of groups. We, we're not just a church with some groups. We're a church made up of small groups where everybody, we've all got to together find some relationships and find some people and find some community where we can take off the mask and just be real and tell somebody what's going on in our lives. We are a church of small groups. And, and in this season, we're, uh, um, we're, we're about to launch small groups. Four Sundays from today, we kick off small groups. So I know, I know that we've been talking about small groups for two years. We've been around almost two years as a church. And from the beginning, we've been talking about how small groups will change your life. And you've got to get in community. And honestly, I think our small groups need to go, we need to go a little bit deeper. We're still a little bit surface. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Bless the Lord. I'm fine. I don't, no, no troubles here, you know. <laughs> but listen to me. In the COVID season... Wear your mask to your small group, and when you get there, take the other mask off. The, the mask that you hide behind. The mask that you pretend you got everything together. Go ahead and take that one off. And when you do, when you say, I don't have it all together, do you know what their response is going to be? <gasps> Who let you in this group? <laughs> no, no, it won't be that. When you say, hey, I don't have it all together, their response is going to be, Man, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I thought I was the only one that didn't have my act together. I thought I was the only one who struggled with that. I thought I was the only one who, who's got a kid in rebellion. I thought I was the only one who was dealing with this addiction. They're, they're going to open up. They're going to say that. So in, in right now, we're launching small groups. Small group leadership is happening. The leadership training is going on. The leadership sign-up is going on. And some of you don't just need to be in a group. You need to lead a group. Because leading a group is what's going to hold you accountable. You're going to pray harder than you've ever prayed when you lead a group. You're going to lead better than you've ever led before when you lead a group. And so now is the time to do that. Now's the time to start praying about what God wants to do in you. Amen? All right, all right. The third, the third thing that we need to... No, let me, let me say it this way. I, I don't want to go without this scripture. From James chapter 5. This is James chapter 5 verse 16. In, in the scripture, we see where um, in, in Romans and 1 John, 
where we, when we confess our sin to God, he forgives us. But James says when we confess our sin to each other, something else happens. We're healed. Check that out. You can go to God all day long and get forgiveness, but when you go to somebody else, you're gonna find healing for your, your mind, will, and emotions, your body, soul, and your spirit. So if you wanna go fast, if you wanna be the first to the finish line, if you don't really care about anything else in life, go alone. Go by yourself. But if you wanna go far, go, go with others. Go with others. Number three, the third thing that we gotta take with us in 2021 is that it's time to, to get in tune with my gifts and my passions. It's time to get in tune with my gifts and passions, to serve, to, to discover what God has created inside of me. And some of you have been high and dry because you've, you've been searching for passions and purposes in other places than God. You've been trying to find fulfillment in places other than God. And, and in Galatians, Paul says it this way, that if you're... If you think you're something else, if you're over here trying to live a purpose out that's not really your life purpose, you deceive yourself. Isn't that interesting? So he says each one of you should test your own actions. Discover who you are. Go to the growth track. Discover your spiritual gifts. How did God create you? How did he wire you? And when you do that, you can take pride in yourself because you won't be comparing yourself with everybody else anymore you won't be saying well I wish I was like them I wish I had that gift I wish I could be more like that because you'll know who you are and you'll know how God created you to be amen I'm preaching better than y'all amen in today but it's, it's okay because I know I'm beep beep you, you, you normally don't like the guy who beep beeps you alright I know when people beep beep me I'm like, what's up, dude? I don't know. Maybe today you're kind of feeling like, what's up, Ben? Well, you, you beep beeping me. I'm beep beeping you. All right. So, so we'd be better off knowing who we are in Christ and, and how to use our gifts and passions. So uh, let me say it this way. We don't want you to just go through life. Our goal isn't for you to just go through it. We want you to grow through life. Grow through it mature through it whatever you're going through this this season right now don't just go through it learn from it grow from it mature from it because the light is green today's growth track step one right after the service at 11 30 go to the growth track it's church membership today how do i join the church growth tracks today next week we talk about discovering your gifts right the fourth thing that we got to we got to bring with us in 2021, the fourth thing, it's, it's time for us to do this. It's time to do something greater than me. It's time for us to quit living our lives focused only on us. Because there is a day coming when we're going to stand before Almighty God, and he's going to ask us, what did we do with his son Jesus? And he's going to hand out some crowns and some jewels, and he, he's going to reward us. And listen to me, I don't want him asking me, why didn't you serve those who were marginalized? Why didn't you serve those who were vulnerable? Why didn't you give? Why didn't you serve? Why didn't you lead? Why didn't you get connected with people? I don't want him to say that about me. I want to do everything I can on earth to make a difference in somebody else, in somebody else. Ephesians 2.10 says it this way. Paul says that God creates each of us 
by Christ Jesus to join him. So we're created by Christ to join him. Who? Jesus. God. We're created to join him in the work. The work. Now, I feel like I fail you sometimes as your pastor because I talk about joining the dream team, going through the growth track, serving, and I make it sound easy. And occasionally, I'll hear somebody say, man, this is, this is work. It's a lot of work to get here in the morning, six in the morning on Sunday to prepare the worship team, to get production ready. It's a lot of work to lead kids. It's a lot of work to park cars. It's a lot of work. But you know what it is? It's the good work. <laughs> it's the good work that Jesus has gotten ready for us to do. And it's work that Paul says, we better be doing. We, we, we better do it. It's time, BB, it's time to make a difference. And so if I dedicate my life, what I love about this, if I dedicate my life to something greater than me, get my eyes off of me, God will fulfill the passions and adventures of my heart. I believe that. In fact, Thursday morning, we were getting ready to leave San Antonio. I was showering. And as we're getting ready for this fast, I just, I, I've been uh, not concerned or apprehensive, but I've never done a fast like this before. And um, I just had some thoughts rolling through my mind. And, and I just felt the Spirit of the Lord say, hey, I will restore everything you give up. Everything you lay down, I'll give it back to you. And so when I live my life for something greater than me, I've got to believe, I've got to trust that he's going to fill my life with passion and adventure and he's going to restore to me anything that I give up. I'll close with this one, one last thought that I, I know coming out of 2020, some of you are grieving. You're still grieving. You're grieving over what someone did to you. You're grieving over what somebody said. You're, you're grieving over a mistake that you made. Maybe you're grieving over a lost loved one. And, and you're grieving. It hurts. But the problem is, you're at the stoplight. And all you're doing is looking in the rear view. At the hurts and the pains hang-ups, history. You're looking at all that stuff and you don't even know the light's green. You don't know the, the light's green and so that's why I'm here today to say let's go. Let's leave the grief. Let's leave the past in the past. Let's start fresh in 2021. If I, I can't go back and change the beginning but what I can do is I can start where I am right now January 3rd, day one of 21 days of prayer, I can start right now and change how this thing ends up. Will you bow your heads with me today? I want to pray for those of you who would be willing to acknowledge today that you, you're grieving some things of the past. You're grieving mistakes or hurts, history. You're grieving some some losses from the past and you want to move forward but it's hard it's difficult 
you're grieving about it. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand right where you are today? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands are up all over the place. God bless you. Thank you for saying that's you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you. Let me, let me pray for you right where you are. God, I'm praying right now for every, every hand that's raised, every person who would say, I've got, I've got some things that I'm grieving about. Lord, right now, I pray that today would be a benchmark moment. It would be a moment that we could look back on from, for days, months, years to come and, and remember that this is the day that things change. This is the day that we, we quit looking in the rear view. We quit looking in the past and we looked ahead to the future and we said it's time for me to get close to God. It's time for me to get honest with a friend. It's time for me to, to discover my purpose and to make a difference with my life. It's time, Lord. So Lord, I pray for peace. I pray for strength. I pray they'd be able to forgive and not let that not let unforgiveness into their hearts to turn into bitterness. God, let them today leave it in the past to move on to find healing from losses, healing from hurts and wounds. Give your strength in Jesus' name. And with your head still bowed, if if you're here today and and you're far from God, and what I mean by that is He is not the Lord of your life. You're in charge. You're calling the shots. You're doing doing your own thing. And Jesus is not part of your life. Can I just tell you that it won't work that way very long. It won't work that way. You won't love where you end up. And today, if you're ready for life change, if you're ready to acknowledge Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life and to go all in with Him, on the count of three, would you just slip up your hand? If that's you, one, two, three. Come on, just slip up your hand. Thank you. Who else today? I'm ready to go all in. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for life change. I'm ready. He, he's not the king of my heart, but I want Him to be. I want, I want Him to be the Lord of my life. Anybody else? Say, that's me, Ben. Thank you. Come on, let's pray together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I'm sorry for living for myself, for taking your place in my life. I give you control. You are my God. You're my king. I trust you. I will serve you. I will live for you from this day forward the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's thank God today. Let's just give God praise for salvation. Thank you, Lord.